Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, April 10th. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 24 with the fourth paragraph when this sort of thinking is fully established. We'll be reading through two paragraphs which end we had not even dreamed on page 25. The reference number for Sunday, special edition, April 9th, is 9815. The share ID for Monday this morning, April 10th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Meeting, is 9817. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Libby E. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Julie, for your service. Good morning. I'm Libby E., Graceful Compulsive Eater in New York. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. I will now ask Maura Z to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Julie. Maura Z, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Virginia, 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous 1. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 2. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are our trusted servants. They do not govern Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity, 
at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Morrissey. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 24 on the last paragraph, starting with this sort of thinking is fully established. We'll be reading through two paragraphs, ending with which we had not even dreamed on page 25. The first paragraph is read for context only, and the comments will be focused on the first paragraph on page 25. I will now ask Wendy M. to begin reading. Yes, good morning. It's Wendy M., recovered in Colorado. Uh, Thank you, Julie, for your service this morning. So happy to be on the line. When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid and, unless locked up, may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But for the grace of God, there would, have been so, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. So, again, Wendy M., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado, happy to be on the line so much here. Um, But I want to start with something I always say to sponsees when we get to this chapter, which is there is a solution. And, you know, we just, it's just four words, but it's so powerful because I spent my life searching for a solution as many of you, of course, had as well. Um, And the fact that there is one, that's our trump card. That's the deal. When I'm in a meeting and someone's suffering or they're new, all they need to do is see the solution. That's the whole deal. It's not a long, drawn-out conversation. If there's a solution, I'm seeking it. Um, And, you know, because the solution I was seeking um, my entire life, of course, um, is that I tried everything, as did you, under-eating, over-exercising. I got a tummy tuck. While I was in the program, I think that's unbelievable. That is hilarious to me. Um, And, of course, diets, liquid diets, protein shakes, um, or just the solution in men, the solution in geographics, in jobs. It didn't matter. Um, You know, and the fact that there is a solution. And for 16 years, I was in Overeaters Anonymous. And, you know, I took a lot of people through the steps or thought I did. but the point is, I, you know, slipping and sliding, um, it was, you know, it's like another program for me, to be honest with you, um, that, you know, 11 months ago, I met someone who had what I wanted. She had the twinkle in her eye. She had the hope. Um, and she had the solution. She, she, you know, she had the solution. 
And I wanted what she had because, thank God, I was desperate. Um, And I was willing to go to any lengths. Whatever she said to do, that's what I do. It's going to be a yes program. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What is it you want? I'll go to any lengths. And like I said, thank God I was desperate. Um, And what did I get from that? Um, I got rocketed. And rocketed means increase very rapidly and suddenly. So the moment I got entirely abstinent, God completely came through me. Um, I felt God instantly. And I did not have that experience for 16 years in a way. And that's not to put down another program because God works through us, you know, in different ways. It's just my story is that um, I was desperate. I did exactly what she told me to do. And I was rocketed. And that also doesn't mean it's perfect. It just means I have gone God consciousness. And when I unblock, I get God. And this also talks about the steps. And the steps, it says here that um, nobody likes it. You know, nobody, none of us really like the leveling of our pride. You know, yes and no. I was sort of excited to do the leveling of my pride and the confession of my shortcomings because it gave me honesty. I was so sick in dishonesty, so swimming in my own dishonesty. I had no idea. So the minute I could tell the truth about myself, um, I would get a relief. And that relief is um, that freedom and freedom from the bondage of self. And it is rocketed and it is a fourth dimension. You know, we're in technicolor here. This is totally not just 3D, it's 4D, Um, you know, and there's there's nothing like it. And what I want to do today is just be useful. How can I be useful, God? How can I be useful? Um, because that keeps me free from the bondage of myself, and that keeps me rocketed in this fourth dimension. Um, so I just want to pass this thing. Thank you, God. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Wendy M. And who would like to share on the second paragraph read on page 25? There is Charles Rogers. A. Do I have Charles Charles a. H? Thank you, Sylvia. I have Charles H. And then Kyra a couple T. there. Kyra? Kyra T. Oh, Kyra T. Becky K. Okay. Carol K. Carol, Carol G. It looks like. Carol K. Shari Perlman. Oh, Shari P. <laughs> Shari P. Judy P. Judy P. Kathleen Reggie. O. <clears throat> Kathleen O. Reggie Thank O. Katie. Reggie O. Let's start with that. So I have Charles H. Kyra T, Carol K, and Sherry P. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you for your service, moderator. Charles H, a recovered compulsive world reader. Um, there is a solution. Uh, there could be a there, there's there's a whole bunch of different solutions. You, you, you know you know what's so good about programs. I'll give you I'll give you an ancient um analogy. It's not even an analogy. Doctor Bob. And Bill W. Their styles were different, yet yet they were co they were co-workers, and 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 um, co-founders of this beautiful program. Doctor Bob took the bulls by the horn, right? But it took him. But he still had issues in his story, in, in the story of Doctor Bob's nightmare. He still had a lot of questions. He's just like us. Why and how and who and all that stuff. And if you listen to the recovered compulsive overeaters on this specific line, they didn't strike gold right away. You hear people that, that, that went through their process, right? You know, some people, 39 years, it took half of that, 17 years. So newcomers do not get discouraged. And like I said earlier on the earlier meeting, um, you know, you may embrace it, you may not embrace it, right? There is a lot of ways to work this program in this big book, a lot of people have different perceptions, and if you don't like one, go to somebody else. You ain't no tree. Move, right? There is a solution, right? And we don't have to – we can agree to disagree. You know, I, I posted a question about why people ask questions all the time. I mean, why they want to answer questions and don't ask questions. And I got a million responses, and I respect all of them. But the bottom line is you could think outside of the box. Because we all do it. Ain't nobody special here, and ain't nobody different. There is a solution, and I don't know about you, but I didn't like the leveling of my pride, but I had to do that or I would have been done off by now, and it's all right. 
you know, you you do ten, I've done ten steps with a whole bunch of people, and it ain't work. So you know, and, and that that's just my experience. So I respect what the speaker said yesterday. You know, I got to start over. You know, something in something in ten and eleven and twelve didn't work. I I I have sponsored men in name that it's just a name. Because, men, you women got this program solid. We men, we need some help, man. You only hear a couple of men on the line. You know, the ratio in OA is, is, is women. That y'all got us beat. And I respect y'all, and, and I'm going to follow y'all because there is a solution. With that, I pass. Thank you, Charles H. Uh, Kyra T. followed by Carol K. Hi. Good morning. This is Kyra T. in California. Um, thank you for your service. Um, so many would want to stop, but cannot. Um, I, I was in OA for two years and then in relapse for six and, uh, did not want to come back to OA, but, uh, I knew that was the only solution as I tried and failed, um, to do it on my own. Um, and by the grace of God, someone in my face-to-face meetings sent me a link to one of the podcasts and, um, it changed my life. Uh, I heard uh, what I needed to hear, and it took me a while to become willing to uh, uh, follow the simple toolkit. But once I did, I did so. Uh, I was ready, and I and I used it, and I um, and it's changed my life. You know, I've just been in vision since February, but um, my life is changing every day and every day I can see, um, the growth and, um, and I'm using the toolkit every day. And that's the difference for me, um, from when I was in program before. Um, it's so different. Um, I just, it's just unbelievable. And I'm just following the big book. That's what I'm doing. I'm just following the big book. Um, and I can't wait to see where I go. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kyra T. Carol Kay, followed by Sherry P. Hi, this is Carol Kay, recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, thanks for your service, moderator. Um, there is a solution. Um, you know, um, you know, before I came into this program, which was like two and a half years ago, I uh the solution to me was diets. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any any other way. Because I, I didn't even know I was a compulsive overeater, I never even heard of the word. And I'm just—I just want to say on this line, and I'm so grateful that somebody had come into my life out of nowhere and gave me this book with my friend, my son's friend, and um, told me about this program. And from that day, I came into program. I had to find my way around, um, and I—and I did. I found my way to this meeting, and this is where I got recovered. And, you know, it says here, almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings. That, that's my wrongdoing. That's our wrongdoing, which the process requires. Not only do I have that highlighted requires, I have it underlined. Requires for its successful consummation. You know, I didn't like doing this. I, I didn't like admitting my wrong because I thought I was God. I thought everything I did was right, and I was the only one on this earth that knew what was right for everybody else. When, guess what? I didn't even know it was right for me. I lived my life in a 300-pound body, sometimes 400 pounds, for over 30 years. What the heck did I know? I knew nothing. Food was my God. That was it. That's all I knew. I missed birthday parties. I missed weddings. I missed so many things because my clothes didn't fit or I couldn't get up because my legs were swollen. Um, and, you know, here it says at the bottom of the paragraph, it says pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. Those are the 12 steps. So for me, the solution is the 12 steps, every single one of them. And um, I just, I just want to say I'm grateful for everybody on this line. I'm grateful for the sponsor who took me through these steps. Um, I'm really grateful for her because uh, she had the patience of the saint because it's, I don't know about you guys, but it took me a real long time to see my part because I was in major denial. And today I do live happy, joyous, and free. Is my life perfect? Heck no. It's never going to be perfect. And you know what? I don't want it to be perfect because I'm human. I make mistakes every day. I sin every day. 
I'm a human being, but now that's why I have step 10. Thank you, God, for these steps. That's all I have to say, and then for this program and for all you people on the line. Thanks for letting me share. Okay. Thank you, Carol Kay. Sherry P. followed by Judy P. Uh, good morning, everybody. So I'm Shari, uh, compulsive overeater, and I want to thank uh, the moderator and everybody for being here today and listening to other people's recovery. Um, yeah, so this is my first time speaking on this line, and um, uh, so I'm just grateful to be here. It's been maybe a month that I've been calling in, and I have 19 days on a new food plan without sugar, and that's because of the vision for you. So I just want to reiterate this line here. Um, We've come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life um, as we have been living it. And um, I've been in program a really long time with a lot of slipping and sliding. And, you know, it wasn't until I got to this phone meeting and had some one-on-one calls with people that I really got the message of sometimes I can't control it. And, um, you know, I don't want to live in that. Sometimes I can't control it and then have periods of abstinence and sometimes I can't control it and my weight goes up and my clothes don't fit. And the mental obsession and the mental deterioration of my life that comes along with it, I just, I guess I finally, after 24 years, got sick and tired and it was right about my 24th anniversary in program that I said, well, what happens if I live differently? And so where I am today is this is going to be my first Passover in all my years where, you know, I'm looking at my life, you know, sugar-free one day at a time. And uh, I want to approach it with faith and hope. It might be uncomfortable, but, you know, what's on the other side of being uncomfortable? The only way I'll know that is by living through it. And... um, and I just want to, yeah, I just want to go into the holidays with hope and really close to my higher power and know that there are other people who have done it or doing it, and I want to be part of that. Thank you for letting me share today. Thank you, Sherry P. And for those who've just joined us, we are sharing on page 25, the first paragraph, there is a solution. And I, my name is Julie R., the moderator. So we have Judy P. followed by Kathleen O. Go ahead, Judy. Hi, good morning. Uh, Judy P. from Central New Jersey, and thanks so much for your service today. Um, gosh, you know, just one comment. Passover. The only thing I think about Passover is how could I somehow buy that, get that free five-pound box of moss and somehow, some way put it into my food plan. And... Um, just so grateful to God that that's just not uh, part of my life today. So I wanted to talk about the line, we have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we've never dreamed. And, you know, um, my life today is something I never could have dreamt of because I've never experienced it before. Um, God, you know, I always say he blesses us with those changes in our sleep. Uh, because one night, uh, every night, I have the same prayer. You know, God, please help me put down the food. You know, i got to get my diet to work. And, uh, and then I woke up one morning, and it happened. And the desire to eat my binge food was totally gone. And, um, and so I always say, God does his work when I'm sleeping. Because some days I'll wake up, and something else has changed. I'll see myself in a situation, and it's like, Huh, isn't that something? I could barely be friendly with that person. And I felt it in my heart. And so I find as time goes on, it's a continual rocketing. My relationship with God keeps changing. Um, it keeps getting more personal. I do talk to God. He's my best buddy. Um, the most powerful thing I picked up recently, uh, just a few weeks ago, I've always written a letter to God. Um, from the beginning, but maybe a few months ago, I started writing a letter right from God back to me as soon as I'm done, and that's when he revealed so much to me, and I started keeping a list of all the lessons that he keeps teaching me in these letters back to me, and uh, to me, that is my fourth dimension. It is um, 
there's nothing greater that I could ever achieve than to be in relationship with God. And I think of um I think of of every day it's to get my footing more firm. And just the last thing I shared, because I did put a timer on, is I got an awareness this week. I finally understood what it meant, a God of our understanding. Because I have a God of my understanding, and I used to think it should be everybody's God. But I realized, you know, God is going to manifest himself however he needs to, so we can understand him. And, you know, whoever it is, Jesus, Buddha, Allah, the universe, it really doesn't matter. Jehovah, God is going to come to us how we can receive him. And thank you so much. I think my second time sharing on here, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Duty P. Kathleen O., followed by Reggie O. Thank you. Good morning, Julie. Thank you for your service. This is Kathleen O., recovered in Northern California. And, gosh, never did I dream in my wildest dreams did I ever think that my life would be so changed by working these steps? There was, there was always this, um, you know, there was always a, a white-knuckled diet that I could go on, and I usually was on and off throughout the decades. But I was hopeless because when I was white-knuckling it, I was miserable, and truthfully, I couldn't wait to eat again. And, you know, coming into this program, and there is a solution there, there. I mean, I saw hope. I saw hope for what seems like decades to be none whatsoever. And you know, the leveling, the leveling of pride. Um, I didn't want to confess my shortcomings. I didn't really want to do that. But oh my gosh, talk about getting rid of that. You know, hundreds of pounds between my ears. These steps will do that. Um, to figure out what was really wrong with me and do what it took to rid myself of them by doing step four, it it it, it really is a gift. Um, and being rocketed into the fourth dimension, it's the dimension that um, it's it's difficult to articulate. I'm going to try to, and it's not really tangible. Um, but it's it's a dimension that's mystical. It's the spiritual awareness to freedom, peace, and happiness. Um, for me, it's about the total surrender to a higher power where I start to think, act, and behave differently. And my emotions and my feelings and how I act are all in harmony. And this all happens as a result of working and practicing these steps on a daily basis. There is no break. And I'm actually happy there's no break. Um, it's totally worth what I'm getting from this program to have hope, to have a life that's happy, joyous. Um, and even when things don't go right, you know, I have so many of you out there that I can talk to, do steps with, give it away, let go, let God. Um, I'm, just, I'm just really grateful. And thank you. I pass. Thank you, Kathleen. Oh, we'll have Reggie O and then Sylvia F. Reggie O. Star one to unmute. Okay, how about Sylvia F? Hmm. All right. Um, hey, no, I've <laughs> I got it. This is Sylvia F. in uh, okay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in um, California. Actually, I wasn't even sure that I was heard, so thank you for hearing me. Um, love to share so far. And um, there's a couple of things that, that always uh, jump out at me. And one of the things that I have picked up in the language of the big book that I don't, I never did pick up in the OA 12 and 12 and um, powerful is uh, that this book uses um, words like requires. There's no negotiation on, um, uh, I just realized I'm not timing myself, so I'll keep it short. There's no negotiation on the language. Uh, so it's requires. It doesn't say you might, uh, some of us have. It says if, if you want this solution, 
this is what you have to do. And what gets us to doing it is because I could see the light in other people's eyes. I could see that they had freedom, the kind of freedom that I wanted. And um, when I first came into program, I might have looked at normal body sizes and thought that that's what I want. But pretty soon, I could see that that was not what it was that I, I was looking for. And I was looking for a lightness of being that I know that uh, all of you have come to see and hear, we hear on the lines. And what that comes from, it says, there's nothing left for us to pick up a simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. So we get to do these steps. And um, one of the things about the steps is that it, they are so divinely inspired. They, what they get to do is they get to remove my, my shame of my past, my fear that somebody will know something about me that I've been trying to hide. I get escaped from that. So I get the freedom from the past. And then I get the freedom every day from my own crazy thinking, which is what happens when I've cleaned up the wreckage. I've looked backwards. Uh, I love how my sponsor says that she loves that the, uh, that the rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield. I have to look back, but I really need to be looking forward. And I need to be looking forward in real time. I have to stay on my lane and um, and getting free in real time, which is the certainly the 10, 11. And then 12 is always the reminder to think of others more than thinking of myself. And so when it talks about being rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which of which we had not even dreamed, it's true I had not even dreamed about the freedom I could have. The other, but the thing that I've learned is, is that I don't get to stay in the fourth dimension. I have to do the work on a daily basis to, uh, to experience it. And once I've experienced it, I want it. And so, you know, a, a rough week last week with a whole lot of reasons that it was rough. A lot of them were good. Some of them not so good, family stuff. And um, when I immediately realized that whole, my whole body and my mind was clenched in fear, Fine. and thanks, I'll wind this up. Uh, the first, the thing that I could remember, which is what the steps and the recover and this practice of recovery does, is that I remember what surrender feels like. I remember what the fourth dimension of existence feels like, and that makes me willing to do the work again every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Sylvia. Who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Becky K. This is Rocky I in Tempe. Becky K. Rocky I. Hello. This is John K. John K. Sherry K. B. Sherry K. B. Karen T. And Karen T. Let's stop with that. Reggie O. Okay. Oh, Reggie, you're back. Okay, we'll take Reggie O. first and then Becky K. Go ahead, Reggie. Reggie, star one to unmute. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Good. I, my, I, something might be wrong with my phone. It keeps cutting in and out. Um, but uh, just I'll, go, I'll try and go for it here. Um, but I just really thank you so much, Julie, for your service. And I really have loved everybody's share this morning. And that's such a powerful, uh, beautiful promise at the beginning of this paragraph. There is a solution. There is a solution. And we get to see it. We get to see the solution before we even step in and experience it for ourselves because we get to see it and hear it in the, the eyes and words and language and spirit of the people who have gone before us and who have, uh, who have stepped into the solution and worked it, you know, and that is the, the spiritual tools laid at our feet, the 12 steps, and, um, and it's true, you know. I, I continue to find much more of heaven and much more of the fourth dimension, you know, as time it's as time goes on. I've been in vision since August and uh I, you know, even yesterday it was like a new a new level of experience of just being in the world and being alive and finding the freedom in the steps, uh as it went to a new level of ten and eleven. But you know, it's like I it makes me think of it at the end of this chapter it says you know it's only by fully disclosing ourselves and our problems and uh you know for me there, a lot of shame i think some like somebody mentioned shame before and 
a lot of shame I've had uh, about disclosing myself and my problems. It just comes, you know, and sometimes with the smallest things and sometimes with the other things. But that, 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 you know, full disclosure, the leveling of our pride, confession of shortcomings, you know, there's, there is an amazing freedom in that, you know, because most of the time, you know, we've all been there, done our version of that. And we, and so we find that we're not different. We're not alone. And, uh, being free from the compulsion to eat and all that that opens up, the ability to uh, find uh, this power that is greater than ourselves, that gives us the power through us to to, to work with everything in our lives is truly amazing. Um, I'm deeply grateful for having found uh, vision and working the steps as I have and continue to do and uh, for this community. So I'll pass with that. Thank you, Reggio. Becky K. followed by Rocky I. Becky K, star one. Okay, let's go to Rocky. Hi there. I. Sorry about that. Oh. It's Becky K. Um, I was talking. <laughs> um, this is Becky K from Maryland. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. Um, this is Becky K from Maryland, compulsive recovering compulsive overeater, and I um. I'm also very humbled by by the the beginning of this um, chapter saying there is a solution. In the doctor's opinion, you know, we were told we have a twofold disease, an allergy of the body and then in a um, a, a problem with our with our mind. And with regard to allergy of our body, we have to put the food down because we'll have an allergic reaction. But in terms of the issues with our mind, um, this book is about, I, I, have, I have a spiritual sickness, and so this, this chapter is telling me I, I need a spiritual awakening. So, so the twofold disease, one, put the food down. Two, to fix my broken mind or my spiritual sickness, I need a spiritual awakening. And it says right here, pure and simple, all we have to do is pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. So to get the spiritual awakening, we have to take the steps to, to, to suppress the spiritual malady that we have. But of course, it's not so easy because it says we have to level our pride. And I know for me, I thought I knew it all. I thought I, I, I could do it all. And the simple fact is I can't. And until I was able to level the pride, like so many folks before me, and to just recognize it, I may have knowledge, I may have gone and tried all this stuff, but it doesn't work. I heard years ago on the line, someone said, you know, it's it's like if you're you're on a treasure hunt and someone says, well, here's the map. Here is the map to go find the treasure. We've I've outlined it for you exactly. Some of us compulsive over here would be like, oh, no thanks, I got this on my own. And we just walk away from the map. Or can you just imagine if, you know, you know, God forbid, you know, some of us have, say, cancer, and our doctor says, well, you know, we've got some, a treatment plan for you, you know, and it, it, and it requires some radiation. He's like, no, thank you. I think I'll just go over here and do my own thing. You know, we need we need the spiritual tools that are laid on our feet and we need to level our pride. We've tried so many things in the past, so many diets, so many different fads. And I know for me, it just didn't work until I picked up the spiritual kit that was laid at my feet. And, and then as that next sentence says, we are, we are, we have found that we, are in heaven and rocketed into the fourth dimension. That's the spiritual awakening. That's the spiritual awakening that that we receive from this great program. The ability to transform our personalities, to look at things differently. I now, before I say or do anything, I look at my motives and say, is this following the principles of program? And thank you so much for, for letting me share. Thank you very much, Becky K. And Rocky I, followed by John K. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning. This is Rocky, recovered in Tempe, Arizona. 
there is a solution. Yay! Um, I like this paragraph. Yes, I did not like the self-leveling about on my cry confession, my shortcomings. Are you kidding me? I was perfect. Um, so yikes! That sentence. I even have yikes on my book. Uh, but then I did see somebody that had recovered and he was just standing there right in front of me with uh, having lost like, I don't know, like 500 pounds or whatever that was. And so I could not argue with him. He was the living testimony. Um, and I got hope, you know. He um, was my inspiration and he got me hooked on uh, the big book and vision for you and he mentored me and um, I just very appreciative of this man and uh, where it says um, therefore we uh, we approached those so he did, well he didn't approach me I approached him but he shared and I you know I, I got hooked um, and when I understood the physiological aspect of this disease, I really felt doomed. It's like, no wonder, no wonder I have not been able to uh, do this. You know, it's not sustainable because I didn't know there was a physiological part of it. And um, I, I was there. There was nothing left for us but to pick up a simple kit of spiritual tools. Um, I had no other choice. Because uh, at that point, I had had all the diets, all the shots. I have a lap band. Uh, I had broken my feet in extreme exercise, torn my meniscus. Like, what else? And so I picked up my book, picked up my steps, and became really, really hungry for the solution. And I like the last sentence, which is, we have found much of heaven. Um and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we have not been even dreamed. I do live in that area today. Uh, every day is, is just such a gift and um, I'm of service to my family, to my students, families. Um, like my big book teaches me, uh, you know, make use of uh, the religious organizations. I got to attach myself to one and... Uh, uh, I service there, and uh, we we do a lot of altruistic work. You know, we pack meals, we um, go on missions, we you know we do all these different activities that is just Fine. Uh, so wonderful. So keep coming back, you work for your worker, and thank you for letting me share, and thank you all for being here. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, thank you, Rocky. I John K followed by Sherry K B. John Kay, start one. Hey, sorry about that. I'm having some problems with my Bluetooth all of a sudden. Um, this is John Kay, recovered compulsive overeater from Los Angeles. Can you hear me all right? I can. Okay, good. And my Bluetooth's back on. Good. Thank you, uh, Julie and Team Monday, for uh, doing the service this morning. It's funny, I pick up. I was picking up my big book, and I have There is a Solution highlighted. And next to it, I had written, and you're reading it. (laughs) That is exactly the key. Um, There is, um, you know, uh, the steps in the big book or the solution. It says here, and that whole thing where it says nobody, you know, nobody here likes doing all of these things that are listed. And uh, but we saw it really work in others, you know. Uh, And that's the key. It it hit me that um, this is where faith has to come in. And for me, in the beginning, the first bit of faith I had was to see that there were people doing what I couldn't do, and they were telling me if I did these things, I could have what they had. And um, and so that was the first kind of faith. Now, many years later, uh, it brought up uh, a lot of other things. Uh, you know, I mean, it brought up uh, faith in, in a lot of other things, including an actual firepower that I didn't have when I walked in. And the other thing I love is to pick up the simple uh, kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet, you know. Um, The key word there is tools, as in I've got work to do. I'm not going to, you know, uh, be able to just sit around and have the abstinence fairy come down and hit me on the head that I've I've got work 
that that I need to be doing, you know. Um, and and to me, that that is so, such an important thing to to realize that uh, I I should do these things. And and the whole process for me that's amazing about the twelve steps, at least the way it worked for me, is I got told come in, take your brain out, just do what people tell you for a while, take direction, and I did. And most of these things that made growth in me, I didn't understand when I did it, but I had the faith that these people weren't steering me wrong. And so many of the things that bring growth in this program are things that you don't understand until you work through and you look backwards and go, wow, now I understand exactly why I was supposed to do this. But it requires the faith. And for me, the faith, even if you are totally atheist, just have faith in this process. It works. There's just so many people here that will show you that, that, that this stuff works. And, and it's one of the great things I love. It means, you know, doing the tools, doing the work, you know, getting in that rowboat. We've been given this rowboat that didn't exist until 1935 and to row to shore and there will be recovery. But it is not just going to happen if I just sit around and, and wait. And that's the great thing I love, and I'm, I'm going to wrap it up, is um, the great thing I love about Vision for You you know, is that they're, you're showing a solution and showing the real way it works, which is in the big book, it's in the steps. I'm not an automaton that just spouts nothing but big book phrases, but it's what works. And, and that's what I've found. It's working the, big, uh, working the steps, having a, uh, reading the big book, and what wasn't working for many years for me was to just come to meetings and talk about my problems. And unfortunately, there are a lot of places in the country where this is all that's happened for so long and perpetuated over and over and over that even people with 20, 30 years in program, that's what their meetings are like. People come in, they sit down, it's cheap group therapy, and they leave, and nobody gets better. But you can mm. if, if you do this work and pick up the tools, and you'll be in that fourth dimension. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Don. We have about four minutes left. So Sherry KB and Karen T, if you could each maybe do two minutes. So Sherry KB. Sure. Julie, good morning. Julie and everybody, this is Sherry KB in Northern California. I got myself on a timer. So I want to just get to the point here. So there is a solution. Um, this whole paragraph is telling us the solution to what we need to do. Um, it's required that we do the steps and that if we want to stay in hopelessness and fealty, that is our decision. But what it's telling us is that if we do this work and do the steps, we will be out of hopelessness and fealty. And, you know, when I was in, for years I heard that, you know, um, uh, to be abstinent, you know, um, even a better day, you know, to a bad day abstinent beats any good day, you know, doing what I want. Um, so I want to take it a step further. For me, I have gone past that because living in the steps, working the steps, beats any uh, bad day without them because I know for me that I have answers now. I know what to do when I'm in hopelessness and futility. I don't have to be there anymore because I have the steps they were given to me. Rocketing in the fourth dimension just means for me that I'm connected and I'm unblocked from a power greater than myself. I get to stay connected to that power, and through that, I know what to do with my life. I mean, life's going to happen, but the bottom line is I now have steps with how to deal with them. And I'm so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB and Karen T. You'll be our last share. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Great. Hi, this is Karen T., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Louisiana. Um, I was thinking of this from a sponsor's point of view, from a Step 12 point of view. It's my responsibility to show people in a way that it really works because people need to see that it really works in others. And then I also can approach people when, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem has been solved. If my problem has been solved, I can approach other people. And then most importantly, I need to lay the simple kit of spiritual tools at people's feet. And not just me alone, right? They have a higher power. But I can do my part to lay some of the spiritual tools at um, those who are still suffering's feet. And how can I do that? And also, I just lay them at their feet. I mean, this is the most important part for me. I want to put them in someone's hand. I want to show them how to use it. 
I want to actually do it for them and they can watch, you know, all that. But we just lay this simple kit of spiritual tools at their feet. So keep it simple, lay it down, and leave the results to God. I do not have any power to have help anyone to pick them up. I, that's the disease's job. The willingness comes from the disease and from uh, anyone else's higher power. So my job is to just lay these spiritual tools at the feet. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Karen T. And I think there's about 45 seconds left, so I'm going to share really quick. Julia, our recovered compulsive overeater, rocketed in the fourth dimension. You know, what is that? You know, the three sides of the triangle, unity, recovery, and service. It's when all of those come alive in me, my spirit is alive, right? So it's like my mental and my emotional states are in harmony. They're balanced. No longer am I, Julie, running the show. That's what it is to be rocketed in the fourth dimension. It's like living life via the discipline of the 12 steps. And with that, I'll pass. So thank you, everyone, for sharing. It is now time to close our meeting. Thank you for everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Becky Kay please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you, Julie. This is Becky Kay, Recovery, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who still is sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.